beautiful Friday and it is blue and it's just ah, the the leaves are fluttering. I'm on the third floor of a walk up here in Richmond and I'm looking out uh, this window, this back window and I'm staring at magnolia leaves and crepe myrtles, the tops of them actually, and over some rooftops here. And it's just beautiful. I love the, the mix of the buildings and the nature and it's just, it's a good view. Ellen lives in one of those old sections of town and that I'm very jealous of out here in my suburbia. So <laughs> it's very old. So, you know, with, with the beautiful views, you still have, you know, old windows and oh, yeah, and drafts and things, but it's, you know, you, you love it all. It's just, it's part of the character of the building and where we live. Yeah. And I asked Ellen to join me today because I, she has lived many different places. We have had a few coffee meetings that have started with, oh, let's just meet for a quick cup of coffee and have lasted for hours. So, <laughs> and she has lived many different places and I'm always, I always admire that. So um, talk a little bit about some of the favorite places you've lived, Ellen. Oh, I, there's been several, I have to say. And, and I have to say with all the places I've lived, I love them all for many different reasons. Mostly it's just because in those places I've met some amazing people that I have stayed connected with. And it just, it makes such a difference when you're moving somewhere to, to find those connections and those, those deep, good relationships. So I've been fortunate in those. And some of my favorite places I would say, and San Francisco will always be near and dear. <laughs> I was, I was married there. I lived there. I um, was right off Golden Gate Park. It was it was a beautiful and like all things, you know, when I first moved there, it, it was an adjustment because I lived on a busy street, and just getting used to the the busyness, having left, you know, kind of a suburban area prior. But um, so San Francisco was good. Um, Lookout Mountain, Georgia was was good. It had an interesting community and fun. Um, North Scottsdale area there, you know, that I grew up uh, mostly in Arizona, so that. That move, I was back and near friends and my parents, so that was good. And just, uh, and my daughters actually were born in Long Branch, New Jersey. Oh, so that was that's kind of yeah, random. That was random. <laughs> yes, I I was pregnant in San Francisco with the girls, and then actually gave birth to the girls in New Jersey. So hmm. first first generation Jersey. So <laughs> we like to say for them, but but that was a. a beautiful, I'm not sure that they're Jersey girls at heart. No, I don't think so. They're, they're, they've moved so often. I think they're just sort of, you know, they're my happy wanderers. They're, they're good souls, but they've nice. lived in, lived in many places too, but they've all been, all the places have been special, but just due to the, the home spaces that we lived in and could create, but also with the, uh, with the people. Yeah. Well, yeah. and sometimes I feel that, a need to change comes from external catalysts, right? Like something happens that you need to make a move. And then other yes. times it's an internal yearning for something different. So talk yes. to me a little bit about where, 
how, what brought you to Richmond and which one of those was your catalyst to move? I, I would say both. I would <laughs> say both for sure. And I, I think that's how it is. I think catalysts are, are some amazing life opportunities for us, um, even when they're extremely difficult or can be heartbreaking or hard. Um, they generally change our thinking and help us kind of move to a new new position in life and, and also mentally. Um, for me, the external catalyst was, um, was a divorce. Um, and, you know, uh, several years ago, about seven years ago, and just that catalyst just kind of brought into focus where I was and where, where I wanted to be. And, and we were in the Seattle, the girls and I were in the Seattle area at the time and just kind of getting them stabilized for the next couple of years with that change. It was pretty significant. Mm -hmm. And then just, so the external was knowing there needed to be a change, but still wanting to stabilize and still kind of getting myself, you know, mentally kind of upright again, uh, same with them. And then that internal need to, I just, I needed a change and I needed something mm -hmm. different. And I felt like we just, we needed to just literally get in the car and drive. So and you needed that little bit of time to to circle the wagons and circle heal a little the wagon. bit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which I think is, is critical. Um, yeah. and it was an unexpected and like so many, sometimes it was unexpected. Like so many of our, um, uh, uh, catalysts that, that we don't see coming again, you kind of, you do, you circle those wagons, you find your support, you kind of, you, you find, you find a lot of yourself and a lot of the stuff self that you didn't realize <laughs> about you. And it, yeah. And we just circled and just got to the point where we were stable and uh, the girls were at a good stopping point or a, a midway point in, in school. You know, they were they were through high school. They had entered, you know, some college and but it was a, just a good time. And all of a sudden just realizing internally we all needed something fresh and something different. So we I did look in, in various areas and because I'm been comfortably moving so many times um, that I don't want to say it comes easily. Moving is is always hard <laughs> because it's a logistical thing, yeah. but it's not something that overwhelms me. It's something that that I just, I can do. Well, and Seattle to Richmond's a big move. It's a big move, but honestly, all the moves that I've had over these last 20 plus five years have been cross-country moves. I okay. mean, moving, moving from San Francisco to give birth in New Jersey and then New <laughs> Jersey to San Francisco, or to, excuse me, to Scottsdale and then Scottsdale to Georgia and then Georgia yeah. to Van Vancouver, Washington. I mean, they've all been pretty big moves and that's usually with a dog or in, in the, in the case to coming here, it was with a dog and a rabbit. You know, we had a house, <laughs> we had a house bunny. So, but we just, you know, house we just, bunny. we got, we had it all, we got it all set up and then we just, we came here and my best friends live in here, here in Richmond. And, um, it just, it just, and I've been coming here for quite a few years. So I was, familiar with Richmond and it's just a beautiful spot. And it was just a, a time for a change and get the, get my daughters here on the, on the East side of the world, because there's a lot to offer on, on the East coast. And yeah. Yeah. So you didn't only move locations, Ellen. So you kind of switched your trajectory of careers too. So I know you spent a lot of time, um, devoting to raising your girls. But I then I know you had another industry and now you've pretty much completely switched. So talk to me about that 
that train of thought? Train of thought. Well, I just, I, you know, prior to the girls, I was in meeting and events and I was in the hotel world and that was my world. And in my twenties and early thirties, uh, that's what I did. And it was pure madness and I loved it. And it was, <laughs> you know, long, crazy days, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And then pregnant with the girls, I stepped back from work. And because we moved every three years, that is what I did was basically, uh, my first and foremost was, you know, uh, keeping the girls stable in each of these locations and just, um, just creating new home spaces every time we mm -hmm. went, which is, which is what I was comfortable doing. And so literally, you know, buying and selling homes became my job. Um, in that sense, my, un my unpaid, un, uh, <laughs> unmade, uncareered job was, you know, being a parent first and foremost, and then, uh, getting these residences, you know, buying in, selling out that type of thing through these homes. So becoming here in, once getting to Richmond and getting my daughter settled um, into colleges and, you know, and, and actually facing right at the beginning of the pandemic, of course, with yeah. for all of us, yeah. is just on top of all that, figuring out what I wanted to do and, and really just tapping what I did know, which is what I did for myself was staging homes um, and specifically occupied homes. So I looked at making that a business and and primarily to help people um, with those transitions because I I am comfortable moving and and I wanted to bring that aspect to people and just kind of provide a level of comfort but also a level of organization and just how you prepare yeah, yeah. well and I love your your take on it because you um it's Ellen Ray spaces is her mm -hmm. is her business and mm -hmm. she doesn't I feel like there's a lot of stagers that have the inventory and they make it picture perfect right. um and you do some of that picture perfect as well but it's more than that to you it is it's it's the staging is almost just the final piece of it yeah. really it's it's going into a home um depending on where the homeowners are and their level of of their stage of life so it could be the the 30 somethings that you know this is they want to sell their first home and they're moving to their second it could be people that are downsizing it could be people that are having to sell quickly because they have a, a life change or a family change and they need to move so you kind of find people in all stages of mm -hmm. this life. And I just feel I like to come in and just literally meet them where they are with their time frame, what they need to do. And I do, I love making the, the spaces pretty because I think that's essential in, you know, the marketing side yeah. of you're, you really want them to move these homes to, to sell well, to sell quickly, to sell for a top dollar. That's, you know, that's what all stagers do. What I like to bring even more to that is just the support system to the family that's moving. So helping them determine what they need to really focus on. Really, it's, it's just coming up with a, with a, a home preparation plan, what they need to focus on, what needs the attention, what they can let go, um, you know, what they need to clean out, what they can keep, and just kind of help them pre-pack and prepare mentally and moving them forward and, and giving them a plan. That's that's my ideal is just, and getting them to that point where at the very end, you know, I might be bringing in a few little 
updated pieces or some art or things like that, but really using what they have and helping them use what they have, which is a, a kind of amazing thing. They don't realize what they have often. And sometimes it's just a matter of organizing them and then using what they have. And, and they really are then more prepared than they realize, but getting them to focus. Well, and I think, like you said, having that be your unofficial job for 15, 20 years, yeah. doing it so often, you have a familiarity with moving and big cross-country moves yes. that helps them feel comforted. And I think yes. moving at whatever stage you are, whether it's an exciting thing or whether it's a, a life change and you're, you don't want to leave your, your home where you raised your kids, like it's an emotional experience when you move. Every time. Yes. And it, even in the best of situations, yep. I have found still incredibly emotional. And, yeah. and sometimes they have to part with things they don't want to part with, or sometimes yeah. it, there's just, it's, it's always emotional. And I don't, I think sometimes that surprises people when yep. they think, oh, I'm going to move and, oh, here we go. And, da, da, da. and then when you really get down to organizing it and figuring out what's going with them and things like that, it becomes, it becomes emotional. And, you know, again, I've, I've, I've done that all many, many times. Yeah. So I, I like mean, I've done it that. myself a couple times, not as often as you. I've done it a couple times myself and it it is emotional. It's a roller coaster. It's, yes. it's yeah, it's yes. stressful. And to it's have stressful. somebody to come in and help you organize and to show you how to show your home in the best way you know, is, is a gift. So mm. it's a, well, and it's just, it's, it's delightful to me, which sounds yeah. kind of corny, but we get to the process and they, every time they'll be like, Oh, I get it. Or, Oh, it's just, Oh, I like these spaces again. And Oh, Oh, this makes sense. Or, Oh, I feel better. <laughs> and my favorite is often when I'll go back to, you know, if I, if I'm destaging, if I'm bringing out, you know, pulling out some of, you know, I might've brought in some art, like I said, or some lamps mm -hmm. or just some soft goods. And I'm, I'm packing it up and I bring it out and I'm like, you know, are you ready to get packed? And they'll, they'll be so relieved because they say yes, because we've already cleaned out and cleared things out because you prepared us. We're all, oh, we're just packing what we need and we're, we're mo already moving forward. We're excited. And that's, that's what makes me feel good. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I love when you told me the story that you helped someone clean out a barn, was it? A barn. Yes. <laughs> and he, he was lovely. He's a, he's a, a dis disabled vet. He needed help with just organizing. Uh, the realtor who was selling uh, the house uh, contacted me and said, I don't know if this is something that you can do. And I said, well, let's go take a look at it. And he's about <laughs> an hour here outside of Richmond. And I was, I have to go meet with him and just got just a, a really nice man. And and he wanted to do the moving himself. He was moving to West Virginia and he just needed help. But things that needed to be cleaned out was the house, a guest house and a barn. And he said, is this just too overwhelming? And it really, really wasn't. Because I said, well, we're just going to break it down. We're going to start with the barn. And he had his own trailer and truck. And we just, we literally moved him in three stages. But I brought my daughters in. My daughters are 23 now. I brought them in as helpers. He had a, he had a helper from Wounded Warriors that came in and helped. And Jeez. we just, we just packed him up and we went through things and we did it in three stages. And every time it just, it, you could just see the stress level coming down each stage. It just, it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a process, but it was, you know, everybody came together and helped him and yeah, we, we got him, we, we got him transferred. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's priceless too. That stress, bringing that stress level down, Bring giving in, them I, that sense of, sense of comfort. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, 
So in all of your moves, what is what is the one thing that helps you feel at home in a new home? I, that's a surprise question. I didn't tell you I was going to ask ahead of time, but <laughs> what is what is home for you? Oh, and it's it's so funny, and this might surprise people. What makes me feel at home? And I've done this since I was moving on my own, and even before I was buying my own houses. Um, I always, if there, if I, you know, I always had a rug or I had something. What made me feel at home was putting things on the walls. Nice. I hang my art almost immediately. And I just, and, and I shouldn't say immediately, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just come in. But what makes me feel at home is when uh, the art and the things that I like are up are on the wall. So I'll, I'll come in and I will look at the space, my home spaces. And I, I love to paint. I love to have things, fresh walls and things like that. But when I don't even have that ability, I, to do right away. I, I just like to get things up. It Because once I have the art and the things that are familiar to me on my walls, wherever I am, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm comfortable. Nice. I just, that's, that's what I like. And some people wait to put up art. My, or, I was just going to say mine is that like the walls are the last thing that I do. I know. And, and people are, they're, they're funny when they'll, they'll all come into a house and somebody has been there for a year. I had somebody <laughs> recently do this and, and I said, how long have you been here? You know, cause she'd asked if I would help her. And I said, how long have you been here? And she said, well, I've been here a year. But okay, and and you have art. And she goes, yes, it's in my closets. But I didn't know if I wanted to put anything in the walls because I'll be moving in a couple of years when my son graduates from high school. Oh. And I thought, okay, a, but like years without years, it. like four years. And I <laughs> said, well, I said I'll tell you what would make it feel amazing because it was a beautiful home and beautiful, you know, furnishings yeah. were pretty, but there was nothing really on the walls. And I said, what will make you feel settled? Because she said, I just don't feel settled yet. And I said, because your art is not on your walls. Yeah, you're not looking at your favorite things. Yeah, you're not looking at your favorite. Because for me, my favorite things, and that's what's been able to move with me, because I couldn't always move big pieces of furniture depending on how I was moving. Some things were left behind or given away to friends or or family. Um, But something that travels and moves easily with me has always been art. And I'm not talking fancy Right, you know, expensive stuff. I mean, this could be a, a framed poster of something favorite from long ago, but but they're things that are familiar. So anytime you're in a new space or a new home or a new city or state, when you put things out, and so, for some people, this might be their collection of things. It doesn't yeah. have to be their art. It could just, they could put their collection of uh, their favorite things on the mantle or things like that. But for me, it's been, you know, getting a mirror or two up on the walls so that light is bouncing around in those rooms and getting some familiar pieces up on the wall. Nice. Yeah. Are you a fresh flowers in your house, girl? <gasps> I I am when I can. I'm, <laughs> I'm a big, I love fresh flowers. I don't mm. do it all the time all the time and so probably because I'm a, a bit frugal so I'm not always buying flowers <laughs> but I I am as my grandmother would say I am liberating flowers from the neighborhood every once in a while oh, I've, I've been liberating flowers liberating flowers yeah my grandmother used to say that because I'd say grandma are you taking things from the no liberating I'm like oh that's a good word <laughs> that's but awesome. um but I do I, I love fresh plants for yeah. sure and and my daughters do too. We are I'm I'm in a space now where I'm I'm looking at quite a quite a bit of planted 
planted plants. I am not a green thumb. I (laughs) I envy that. I come from a long line of family that is (laughs) wonderful growers and I kill everything, (laughs) Ellen. Sorry. (laughs) I admire (laughs) it too, but I kill it all. (laughs) Well, I think the big plus, and and when I come into homeowners and I want to bring in some fresh things for them for their staging or just something green, I'm a big fan of the succulents. I'm a big fan of things that don't need a lot of attention. And I love the yeah. snake. I love the snake plants because they're a, a natural air filter. Yeah. Um, for homes, and so there's definitely ways. Uh, we'll we'll talk. We're gonna we're gonna get you. Oh, into we'll some see. I've killed items. two jade plants. Oh, I do since love I've those. lived here in two years. I feel like those are fussy. I don't know well, why. You but... know why? Because my air conditioning went out, and I think okay. they fried. Yeah. Yeah, they're. Uh-huh. I think they're a little sensitive. Those yeah. jade plants. I do. I feel like when they have a, they have a good spot and they have a the just the right amount of sun and a little, you know, if they yeah. right spot, they're happy. But other than that, I think and too they, much water, they don't like. Like they don't I just, like that. yeah. No, I know. Look at and us, I'm, Ellen. We made it to a full twenty minutes before we digressed onto another topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good for us. Usually, usually good. we've digressed oh at least ten times before, yes. and then we'll at one point we'll say. Why did we sit what down? What were we talking about? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> but it's always good stuff. We it always, is. Well, we always finish our conversations and we feel very, you know, fulfilled like we've had, you know, we've covered amazing topics and Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, this this Lovely. was no exception, but I will <laughs> I will cut us short. Is there anything else you wanted to say about your business or anything you want people to know? No, I just, that's, this is what I do. It's yeah. just been, I've been doing this now pretty, pretty regularly for the last uh, several months and I love it. It's just uh, getting out there and, and meeting people and seeing what they need and um, meeting the, the realtors of the world. They're the, they're my business partners <laughs> generally, but, uh, but just, but really I'm, I'm the happiest when I'm, when I, I get into those homes and we just start making some really good changes and just working with them. Very, very fun. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today, Ellen. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for, for starting all of this. I love the whole, (laughs) the empty nesters. I love all of this. So it's, it's a lovely thing that you're, that you have begun. So thank thank you you for, thank you for keeping me in the nest and in the fold of (laughs) of all the things that you are, are beginning. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you, Ellen. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. All the best. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow Forth Podcast, where my guests share their experiences about navigating life's transitions and forks in the road. To learn more about how I support individuals experiencing change and transition, you can visit my website at www.candacesuarez.com. I can help you to cast a vision and create a plan to grow into what's next.